strength. It's a sword of power. Sword of power. Dragon and earth. Soaring through the sky. Spread your wings. Super! The android cell was in full bug mode at the front of the Pride Parade. Having been rejected by his family and friends, he has now set his sights on sucking off all of Japan. Or something like that? What <laughs> this episode of Ballin' Out Super! Wow, what a great intro everybody it's great to be here on the show welcome back for another episode of balling out super that's right every week we're 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 having anime fun i'm your host alex patak i've always been the host of the show and there has never been another host (laughs) i'm here with my uh standard partner in crime one of the tallest davids i know david citrick welcome back it's great to be here and tired and achy in the anime room. I wouldn't have it any other way. And today we are rejoined by another fan favorite from the Trash Future podcast, anime luminary Hussein Kazvani. Hussein, welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's going very well. I wasn't sure how quite how to get into this, but I think that intro has given me the perfect segue. Uh, it's going very well because today I have purchased... A moonstone. Whoa, the moonstone. <laughs> the ladies are gone. It's boys' time. We're talking magic stones. Have you ever? Have you ever had one of these, daddies? Uh, a magic stone. It's a magic stone. So I got a necklace at like a farmer's market thing. I'm with my mom for the week. Okay. I'm seeing my dearest <laughs> mom, and uh, we were doing mom stuff. I saw a, a necklace, and I was like, what if I got a necklace? Wouldn't that be funny? And then the <laughs> the seller guy uh, 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 looks me dead in the eye and goes, you have to charge it with moonlight mm-hmm. at yeah. night. That I sucks. Mean, you kind of, like, have to charge... You have to, like, charge everything these days. You just can't, like, have a thing that works. It's, ca- it's like, everything Everything requires, like, some form of, like, overnight charging. I mean, it's kind of... Im- I think that, that's, it's that kind sucks. of embarrassing that you had to be told that you needed to charge your moonstone with moonlight. Like, I feel like that's that's pretty standard fare for moonstones. Well, I do want it to work. Yeah. I don't know what it does exactly, but I know it's very important it's charged. I don't and know. you also have to cleanse it first, which I really didn't think was in the running for this piece of crystal, but it is. <laughs> uh, you know that the Moonstone is a novel that like where the concept of Sherlock Holmes originated, right? I think we all know that, but yeah. you could elaborate just for fun. I mean, that's pretty much the story. There's, it's like a mystery novel. <laughs> what else is there to say? Yeah. Sherlock Holmes is from the Moonstone. Yes, absolutely. I think so, we all understand. It's a Wilkie Collins novel. He taught uh, Charles Dickens how to write the long novel. Uh, there's a big mystery at the heart of it, and then there's this detective character that inspired Sherlock Holmes. You know, we all know the story. And the story's called The Moonstone? Yeah, it's a great book. 
Oh, okay. That makes slightly more sense to me. It, it makes sense, and I think that like it's a good way. It's a good way to convince like Netflix to do a Sherlock Holmes reboot, where Sherlock Holmes is like an astrology guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of the main problems with Sherlock Holmes is he wasn't getting enough strange before. <laughs> so yeah, like slowly, yeah, <laughs> slowly, slowly Sherlock Holmes. I have this theory that like every kind of character that like every sort of famous character um that is going to get like reboot treatment which will be most of them it's just kind of like there's a scale and at the end of the scale is like the joker and i feel like they're just sort of like heading towards that point where every character becomes an iteration of the joker exactly. i'm not gonna watch a movie where a man solves mysteries if he has any hope for the future i do yeah there's <laughs> nothing to relate to there if, if you're gonna tell a modern sherlock holmes story i need my sherlock holmes to be able to crush puss at house of yes <laughs> he kind of he kind of does though like there's been like four recent sherlock holmes re- reboots and he has gotten like sexier in every one he was played by goddamn iron man like five years ago yeah, but that version of it, like he, like they, they dirtbagged up that version, which I guess is it speaks to your point. Okay, I don't think this has ever come up before, but I hated that Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it was bad. It was it was a Guy Ritchie movie. Like there's, like, they made him a master of karate. Yeah. That's not the fucking point of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why that was. Except like, was it sort of some like weird homage to Fight Club or? I, I honestly I, think someone dared Guy Ritchie to make a movie that didn't have Jason Statham in it, and that's what that—that's what happened. This is the closest I can give you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it solves mystery. Like that movie would have like, been better um, if Jason Statham was Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Jason Statham could never solve a mystery. This is something I have always felt about him, and I will not change my my feelings and my opinions towards him just to suit the the liberal mob. I don't know. I feel like Jason Statham. Jason Statham could, but it would have to be like it would be a very. It'd have to be like a very simple mystery where the villain is kind of a geezer that he sort of knows about. <laughs> I guess in the way where uh, when you shoot someone with a gun, you're solving the mystery of how do I get a bullet into this person's body. He's constantly solving mysteries. Well, no, because like in in like in like the in 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 um in oh what was that? It's not Snatch, is it? It's the uh, the transporter. Uh, no, it's the, it's the kind Lock, of, like... Lockstock, one... two smoking barrels? Uh, no, I mean, like, in the kind of series that he's in where he, like... in You know, in the second one where, like, he has to have sex in order to, uh... Crank. For his heart to keep working. Yeah, crank, right? Yes! Like, yeah, like, I, I haven't seen that film for, like, so long, and I completely sort of forgot except for that, like, one kind of rodeo scene. Um, but, like, he kind of, like, has to make snap decisions, and, like, I think that he has the capacity to solve mysteries, but he just doesn't, he doesn't have the patience to do it. It's also the situation where, like, if we're not pushing him to act in that capacity, it's use it or lose it. That muscle's just been going away, because we've been allowing him (laughs) to just be a hot murderer for 20 years. Yeah. I yeah. love the the idea yeah. that like left to his own devices, Jason Jason Statham would be starring in like movies like The Lighthouse, like A twenty four movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like well, you know, yeah, you, you never know. I feel like there's a like mermaid in this water, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what her problem is. I think I think there's like this weird space in like movies generally where. Um, I think that like lots of how like production houses um, are kind of saying, yeah, we should kind of like put the most unexpected people in particular roles because it will create fun viral content, mm-hmm. um, and that will kind of give hype to our movie. So like, 
you know and i think like uncut gems is sort of part of that as well yeah. right like the adam sandler is uh like the a24 and like adam sandler was perfect in that film and like i know there was a whole thing but i know that he was like supposedly this like the choice for the safety brothers for a long time but it did kind of provide this example of like what happens when you just put unexpected action heroes in these roles mm-hmm. um where their performance isn't really even that good but like because it's better than you expect suddenly the movie becomes better i guess like knives out is also an example of that of like daniel craig i was also thinking of knives out but here's the thing that makes uncut gem so special adam sandler <clears throat> is the comedy guy in the serious drama role that never happens it's always the other way around you're always getting hunks and jason statham's giving you laughs <laughs> on the side just so they can pay yeah. less comedians because there is yeah. a goddamn witch hunt in this industry to put beautiful people in our place <laughs> that's right that's right there is the real discrimination is against hot, is against hot people absolutely um, so underrepresented right. in media if you ask me that's right i keep this is something i keep saying that's I just, something i keep saying and now that i have the power of the moonlight i think <laughs> i will have more confidence to say it you are, now i did get some moonstone moon. facts up so that we could kind of explore the magical properties of the stone, because I know there are different elements. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like moon is this one's element. Do you guys know anything about this? Uh, Alex, quick question: When you activate the power of the moonstone, uh, do you get transformed into a cute little schoolgirl outfit? <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but uh, it, <laughs> if that does happen, I feel like someone should have mentioned it. Like my aunt was excited for me to charge it. Yeah, <laughs> she should mention if I'm going to get a wardrobe change when it happens. Uh, so this is on RomaDesignerJewelry.com, and this is six moonstone facts that will blow your mind. Okay, I'm I'm ready to have my yeah, mind blown. Riddle me this fact one: the moonstone is known for its healing properties. Mm, I kind of I kind of knew that. That wasn't an, that wasn't an unexpected fact. That's just fact number one, and it's for specific ailments. But then the example of the healing it does is calming fears about the unknown, balancing emotional states, inspiring passion. Like, those aren't, that's not healing per se, is it? That's, that's, that seems like a loose interpretation of the word healing. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a very, like, catch-all thing. Um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's the same type of properties as, like, if you end up getting convinced to buy other types of precious gems or uncut gems for that matter. Uncut gems. And yeah, they kind of, they uh, chop around the outside of this whole story in uncut gems. Cause Kevin Garnett really wants the, the, the moonstone <laughs> to give him the confidence to play basketball. There should be like a B story. Um, this is my idea of, like, of an unfl- uncut gem sequel, which is that they should do like the same type of story, but like where LeBron James gets a moonstone. Yeah. Okay. From yeah. I I think too that that's like a movie that could have another plot added into it, and that it's not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie's a little too focused and tight. <laughs> More moonstone <laughs> lore really would expand the universe like, and open up yeah. sequels. If you really want to win well, we'll that look, Oscar, no, you got to bloat this out a little bit. Yeah, right? well, you know, well, look, we can kind of like we can mix it into like Space Jam. Uh, the Space Jam sequel, we could like sort of add the Sailor Moon girls into that. You know, in that scene where all the where all the kind of WB properties are in the crowd, you can just add the Sailor Moon girls into that as well. 
um and there you go there's there's your complex film um right. that should be that should be in the criterion collection right it sounds complex because sailor moon isn't it exactly that's that's also what i keep saying to the execs at netflix okay well i think the the first fact is off to a strong start but we did kind of know about that all right fact number two the moonstone has been used as a tool since ancient times interesting the tool sure. for what yeah i mean I, I don't as an important tool it says in predicting the future which is a real sleeper hit on the moonstone powers <laughs> <laughs> and then bringing good I, fortune i love the idea of like a guy just sitting on a beach somewhere wearing that like a, a crystal necklace and he's just like i bet the tide's about to come in and then oh i predicted <laughs> that with my moonstone my god <laughs> I'm Jason Statham, and oh. I predict the tide is rising. Oh. High tide, isn't it? <laughs> My bullets have no effect on the waves. <laughs> this, this is making me really excited to work with Jason in the future. I hope that that's something that maybe comes up now with my magical properties of the Moonstone. Um, yeah. Bringer of good fortune. This is jammed under the tool of ancient times uh <laughs> subheading i want to say uh by the way if you're going to write that your moonstone has been a tool since ancient times you should go ahead and put any details about one example of that happening <laughs> so far, so far, not of... random other bullshit so far, category. Yeah. so far none of these facts have blown my mind i just want to put that out there well, you're a tough, you're a tough cookie. It's okay, true. you're not the easiest customer to blow the mind of. I'm a real intellectual, Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hussein has been very impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by the idea that he can predict the future. Um, and I just wish I had a moonstone when I lost all my, lost all my uh, crypto investments. I'm sure. Yeah, it's not going to be so easy to get one now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, this is fact number three. The moonstone comes from a little bit of everywhere. But it comes from the moon. So it can't be bits of everywhere because it has to be one place. It has to be the moon. Right, but is it made out of the moon? I guess that's the thing is I bought this necklace and I don't really understand what it is. Yeah. I I would have assumed that if it's a moonstone, then it's like a piece of moon rock. Or like some moon dust or something like that. But Are we like... all just going off the Pokemon games? Is that <laughs> is that what it is? Like the Moonstone must be from the moon, like Clefairy from Moon Mountain, because that is just where the lore has filled out in my head. But I'm not sure it like carries over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, like, I'm not sure what else a Moonstone would be. What else would it be? It says you can get it in Madagascar, and Australia, Brazil, Sri Lanka, Mexico, Germany, Switzerland, and India. It would be it would be funny if it was just like like a guy showed his ass to a rock and then somebody sold it. His <laughs> 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 guy show oh because it's a moonstone. Yes, ha go, ha, yeah. David. Right. That play. really confused me for like a full <laughs> twenty seconds. <laughs> it's very simple wordplay. Come on. I thought maybe like showing his ass was the wordplay, and it was like because that's what Zoomers say. They're like, "You're showing your oh, ass, hunty," true. and right. you know stuff like mm. that. <laughs> and so there was nine ways it could have been nonsense, but I found the one you meant it in. Um, okay, okay, well that one didn't do very much for me. Fact number four: the Moonstone is reported to have mystical powers. We know it was fact number one and two. It's true. Yeah. It's really. <laughs> What's blowing my also, mind is that uh, one of these facts is a duplicate. That's 
<laughs> Man, if you hire me to write your Moonstone copy, I will do such a better job That's than true. the Roma Roma designer jewelry person did. Yeah, I feel this is the this is a real problem. I don't think that like the the uh, the the stone uh, sellers are like hiring decent writers. They're putting almost no work into it. Like they're spending all of their time acquiring and uh, uh, cleaning stones. It sounds like. Well, yeah, you have to. I mean, I'm sure a lot of their resources are going towards space flights. Maybe I, again, long- I do not yeah. think these stones are literally on the moon. I think we are misinterpreting that. I don't know. I feel like maybe this is the reason why Elon Musk wants to be on the moon for so much, for so long. It's like he knows that he knows that the moonstones are there and that he can sell them to podcasters Mm -hmm. on Earth. He He who controls the stones controls the world. That's right. Yeah, that's right. If you want to get to Mars, you're going to need a lot of luck, and you can certainly (laughs) use those leveraging your stones. (laughs) <laughs> it would be funny if he went if he went to the moon and started harvesting stones because then he would just be doing what his parents did on a different planet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it hits too closer to home for him. I don't think he's gonna do it. Uh, yeah, this is saying they can't be blood diamonds. There's no blood on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no blood yet. There's no blood on the moon. Hmm. How is your Elon Musk accent? Because mine is all over the place. I have no idea what he sounds like. There's no blood on the moon. Yeah, that's probably like the closest. Yeah. He's got this like he's a South African twinge, but it's also like he feel it feels like it's someone who like is still learning how to speak. Yeah, it's more it's not even like an accent so much as like the emphasis he chooses to put on certain words is like what are, who taught you how to do this? <laughs> have you ever spoken with anyone before? What do you mean you're hosting Saturday Night Live? What about all the funny bits you'll ruin? <laughs> um well this is to, I mean to elaborate on the mystical powers and they should have put this under the healing category which is why I, I got so uh snippy there but um it says I you're Ayurvedic medicine and other yeah, crystal okay. healing methods. What is that word? Yeah, also, so Ay- Ayurvedic is a type of like, it's a, it's a sort of like Hindu um, natural medicine, oh, like okay. a natural medicinal process, which kind of mixes together um, uh, like natural uh, types of kind of remedies, often like quite turmeric havoc, uh, heavy with like yoga practice. Hmm um but that you know that's also like in the west it's boomed into this like bizarre industry of like tablets that don't really work and it's like this whole kind of like medicinal process that is practiced by people who have never kind of done or know anything about medicine um and are just kind of like yoga teachers who have like looked for side hustles so yeah this is kind of adding to the whole like yoga teacher uh influencer complex it's the secrets of the east yes yeah absolutely and that's the thing, too, when we talk about charging the stone, you have to assume there is some kind of, like, light currency that the stone operates within the uh, economy of. And so if you're just some uh, uh, gringo throwing <laughs> your stones about, you're even if you have the correct tools to manipulate a wonderful uh, 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 stone transformation, you don't have... You don't have the 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 uh, the X factor you need to actually pull this Ayurvedic medicine off, do you? Do you? <laughs> and this is something I feel very strongly about starting today. Now that I have this stone, <laughs> it it also says it's a uniquely feminine approach. So also yeah. pause. This but is, this uh, is an interesting way to start your mayoral campaign and build that platform. But I respect it. <laughs> 
<laughs> David, have you have you followed um the the mayoral candidacy of uh Paperboy Love Prince? I have not. I've been too busy watching the insane things Eric Adams has to say. <laughs> no, stop watching the man who's certainly going to win the race and mm-hmm. start following this wonderful uh, non-binary uh, love guru who is <laughs> shot themselves into the middle. It is confusing because the word boy and prince are in the name, so sure. that's going to throw you twice. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, sh- sh- they're like a poet musician, okay. and they're they're running on a platform of love. Great. Like love wins. Mm-hmm. And then their campaign manager is a 13-year-old boy. Mm-hmm who fields all of their press so like if you write the campaign an email like a middle schooler gets it and and writes you back and we're sure this isn't an elaborate grooming scheme no we are not sure of that but this is a potential (laughs) mayor so you have to respect it fair enough yeah this very much like feels like a cult that's like built off that whole like goodbye sweet prince meme Mm -hmm. i don't know about that i don't i don't fall into these uh um (laughs) what's the what's the word i'm looking for industry no who's on the, if you're on the inside of politics establishment politicians sure, yeah. versus paperboy love prints that's have what it, i was trying to say yeah. you guys, <laughs> alex have you seen I, I mean i assume this hasn't made it over to the uk but have alex have you seen the video where they ask all the new york mayoral candidates what their favorite movie is uh, i would i would think this would have made it over to the uk oh, because maybe. twitter is just like new york la yeah. london and like three other cities fair enough <laughs> But there, yeah, I just ha- I oh. I haven't I haven't seen it, and I guess like we've all we've all just seen like we're all just kind of like trying to figure out what Andrew Yang's favorite stuff is, and usually it's kind of so what Avengers movie is Andrew Yang's favorite yeah. film? Well, I think the question was what's your favorite New York movie, and his like Yang's was when Harry met Sally, but Eric Adams was like uh, Taxi. His, his his answer was Taxi. <laughs> you talking to me? That's my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talking to me. <laughs> I would have like I would have absolutely said like Taxi Driver was like yeah, my yeah. favorite New York film. Well, you're kind of the Eric Adams of the podcast. Has anybody ever told you that? The, the difference uh, the, they keep saying the, that. the difference is you know what the name of the movie is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have the same energy as a retired cop who probably does not actually live in the city he's running for mayor of. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Let's, okay, so just to round out the Moonstone conversation, because we are almost done. Fact five, the Moonstone is the Florida State Genstone because of the moon. Okay. <laughs> Compared to like, so do, so do like some states just like not recognize the moon? Do they not like... They do not recognize the moon. I'll tell you that, yeah. because it is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's acting in the same way as the DPRK. Yeah, who gave... Who gave who gave the moon the authority to just be in, in the sky of Oregon, uh, just shining like that? Constantly who, who, within but... striking distance of the United States. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know you're not like a big anime guy, but one of the um, the recurring plot points in the Gundam series is that someone drives the moon into the Earth. <laughs> Like, they do it over and over again, like, three different shows. They're just like, by God, they've got the moon! I, I I am an anime guy, but I haven't ever seen Gundam. And I feel like Gundam is... So, like, anime never was really around in the UK for, like, that long. So I used to only be able to watch it when I got internet access. And most of the stuff I watched was, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to start Gundam, but, like, there's so much Gundam that, like, I just get very intimidated 
um and i just like avoid it so i've like been avoiding gundam for a long time um but i definitely want to see the series where they drive the moon into vf because i think that'd be very fun i mean i can oh, tell you lucky from, like, for you the, the four you episodes, any series I, I can tell you from the four episodes of gundam i watched you're probably fine <laughs> no you're not fine and you won't be fine until you watch it <laughs> these are the <Yeah>. rules <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, Florida has adopted the Moonstone as its stone because they have yeah. spaceships there. Mm-hmm. Well, Florida, Florida is like the state everyone's moving to, right? So that's kind of cool. That is cool, and it's also the first state to join the uh, side of the ocean. Yeah, against land. So we... <laughs> is that is that like is that like is that like one reason why it's adopted the moon? Is it because like the moon kind of controls the tide, yeah. and therefore Florida believes that ultimately its destiny is to be able to control the moon. And that way, you could come in and say that as the possessor of the moon stone, you are the ideal person to tame the moon. Yes, that's a lot of the reason I got it, and it does make sense to me that they're they're trying to essentially do like they're trying to be like APAC. For the moon, (laughs) like to control its influence. Yeah, because well, well, because if the moon is just like decides it's really pissed off with Florida, it can just control the tide and like ruin a bunch Mm -hmm. of like very expensive and shitty property. Yeah. Right. Right. So like, so like Florida is dependent on having all these shitty houses filled with like tech guys and like um, ex cocaine dealers and everything. Um, so I guess its solution is rather than kind of like implements like a sustain environmental environmentally sustainable strategies, but it's going to try reason with the moon. I wouldn't yeah. say they're ex cocaine dealers. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was about to say if there's going to be one state with active cocaine dealers, <laughs> my thinking was like ex cocaine dealers who are like now uh, realizing that crypto is probably better yeah. for like their short term gains. I don't think it's like a tech place so much as a. Uh staff of disney world place mm-hmm. mm. i guess like from from over here it sort of is feeling as if like florida um is trying to like attract tech people or like certain kinds of tech people from la and i texas think that's more and... austin these days yeah texas has taken a lot of that and they are farther from the sea so good for them yeah <laughs> it's a very it's important to be inland <laughs> nobody thinks austin is going to be like gone in 20 years so that's important just unlivably hot <laughs> it's true just hell on earth <laughs> i always think about los angeles los angeles is an incredibly hubristic city there's it nothing slowly, about it it is slowly falling into the ocean it's slowly falling into the ocean and it's also just like to make that much infrastructure on top of that inhospitable desert is just such like sand in the eyes of God. <laughs> it's really a Tower of Babel situation. <laughs> just be like, no, this is like our second biggest city, so we have to keep going here. It doesn't matter if it's 130 every day. It's like, but it doesn't have a water supply. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whatever, nerd. <laughs> I'm going back to the beach to pump iron. We still got John Cena. <laughs> All right, fact number six, and they, this is the one they close on. Uh, it just says the Moonstone's adularescence. That's the fact. What does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> one of the most interesting of Moonstone facts having to do with appearance is the gem's adularescent qualities. So I've just looked it up and it says adularescence is a metallic 
iridescent originating from below the surface of a stone but occurs when light is reflected between layers of minerals so basically he's saying that it looks shiny sometimes (laughs) (laughs) moonstone fact number six stone (laughs) shiny stone shiny Shiny stone stone. don't you want the stone (laughs) and that and that's where my mind is actually blown because i i like have a bird brain and i'm very fascinated by shiny things um, Honestly, fact number like, six is the whole reason I bought the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's why I buy like random sets of keys and uh, just like bits of copper piping because it's all just very shiny. I don't really know what to do with it. I just have a room in my apartment filled with shiny stuff. Right. You put things in the pile of shiny things <laughs> and you go, ah! <laughs> yeah, like some guys have closed nests. I just have a nest of like shiny stuff I find in the street. It's very You're funny that like on your classic. list of, of shiny <laughs> things to acquire is copper piping. I like that quite a bit. <laughs> Like one day, I don't know if you guys have ever been into like England and especially like England outside of London, but it's all just kind of like there's a certain type of guy um, that I'm now slowly becoming as I've like as I like live kind of in the sort of like outer area of the city where you spend your weekends driving around like residential streets just looking for stuff to pick up, and it can be anything from just like shiny metals to uh just random crates and just like all of it's like basically useless, but you've got to have it in case your neighbor gets it. Oh, oh God! Like competitive How do you like, take piping? You, you 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 drive around, you find some piping, and just like people just leave it on the street from like construction sites. Mm-hmm. This actually genuinely happens, right? Yeah. So like I was doing some construct, I was doing like just some minor construction work, and I had to get some kind of piping, and I left like the access just outside of my apartment. Um, just like not really thinking what was going to happen to it, and like there was a fight outside my outside my place because two guys were like fighting over this very short piece of piping, mm-hmm. and I guess because they go because they go and like sell it, right? Right, yeah. But like it was just very funny watching these two like topless guys because it was a summer last year. This isn't just like a general thing that happens, um, even though it could in some places. Were they doing like the and- English boxing like? knuckles yeah. out shape <laughs> yeah they were like and they, they like you could tell that each of the like both of them were just like too afraid to actually like hit they didn't want to hit each other right mm-hmm. but like they were kind of threatening to do so and they were fighting over this very short piece of piping oh and i was just, like watching yeah it was just like oi mate you take um if if, if uh if you nick that piping i'm gonna nick i'm gonna nick your wife um, <laughs> oh no uh, this is and, one and trade you will regret <laughs> I was just like watching it from my window, just be like, "Oh, uh, this is this is this is like this is this is like another fun day, fun day in England." How did it end? Uh, the bigger guy got the pipe sure. and just ran off. Yep. You gotta respect that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Like in England, like if you're looking for something to do, drive outside of London for a bit and go fo- go find some piping and go fight with some topless guys. Oi, bruv, nick it. my pipe. <laughs> Planning a trip to the UK? Make sure to bring copper piping to provoke <laughs> fights with lads. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically yes. That's gonna be like that's gonna be our tourist strategy, like when things reopen again. Because what else is there? <laughs> Lou- pipes? Lousy. They have them. You want them? <laughs> Lousy football hooligan stealing me pipes. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it was great to add some uh, tourist <laughs> advice on top of our Moonstone section. 
I look forward to my new lifestyle as a Moonstone enthusiast and Moonophile myself. But now um, <laughs> it's time to recap some Dragon Ball Z and uh, do one of our famous advertisements. All right, here we are. This is a this is a longtime listener to the show, Dan Fogarty, writing in. Uh, this is the the man who has made all of our jingles. He says over quarantine, he's discovered that he has a passion for jingles, and is opening a business that is as a quote jingle file. It's, it's so, really good. I feel like we're moving to a jingle-based economy, so that's really positioning himself strong. Absolutely. Can't recommend these enough. We're not even taking money for this one. I just yeah. want to get Dan's name out there. Jingle File. It's all on the tip of our tongue. Jingle File. <laughs> um, he, he's got jingles for podcasts, videos, any creative endeavor, he says. Are you doing, like, a cat burglar heist? Dan can make a jingle for that. <laughs> I could make one too. Cat right burglar. Now. Hey, I did it. <laughs> cat burglar. He's the cat. <laughs> cat who burgles. <laughs> A lot of mine are kind of just Goldfinger, really, but they really turned into an opera. There. He's the cat who burgles. Cat. He burgles cats. <laughs> <laughs> I just know how to take the song Goldfinger and change some of the words. So you're going to want to go to Dan instead and his fantastic jingle file uh, business with affordable rates, mastering included in rate. He's much better at this than me and Alex. <laughs> cat burglar! Oh, when the cat burgles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a hundred percent original music. So if you're in trouble with the law, this could also be an asset to you. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can. It's great for yeah. It's great for branding as well. Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to get in on the advert. No, please but do. My think, but, but my but my thinking was that like that's the problem with criminals these days. They don't have good jingles. So like, how do you respect them if they don't have like something catchy mm-hmm. to remember? That's true. Them yeah. There's no very few uh, thieving musical calling cards these days. I feel like that really went out of style with John Dillinger. <laughs> <laughs> You've been strangled by the seaside strangler. There's <laughs> 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 something fun like that. Uh, you could have saved her, officer. You had all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> Night stalker. <laughs> Sexually assaulting the elderly. And killing <laughs> random women. <laughs> uh, so Dan will hook you up with that. You can see some of his work examples on SoundCloud at the Jingle File page, or email at jinglefile at gmail And so you gotta, you gotta get these jingles, folks. Give Dan a, give Dan a, a ring. When the weather is hot in the streets of New York, call the son of Sam to die. (laughs) (laughs) This is an exciting new business, and I am looking to make some guap on the side. Uh, But unfortunately, the time has come where we simply must recap Dragon Ball Z Kai episode 71. The hunt for Cell is on. Goku back in action. Hussein, last time you were on the show, it it was Frieza. Frieza was around. I think so. I feel like it was such a long time ago, and then like 
I didn't watch any other Dragon Ball Z after that. So I came into this and I was like, huh, there's some new characters and like I sort of know some of them and I don't know what's going on and this is going to be like very fun way to piece it out. Well, I, I did appreciate, I did appreciate like the episode sort of explaining at least like the background of it as if I was a little baby. I think that's, I appreciate that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's something the show really... does very well is treating yeah, you, know... you like a baby. <laughs> this is the thing I like about like specific animes. Like they, you know, whether it's Yu-Gi-Oh where every time they play like a card, they explain exactly what it does and what exactly they're thinking. And so much of like that show is just them kind of talking mm-hmm. to the audience. Um, and I appreciate Dragon Ball for kind of doing something very similar. Yeah. Um, reminding you constantly that all oh, the stakes are so high just in case you forget that the stakes are really high well, the thing this about is a complete for... tangent i'm sorry david you go the, the thing about shows for children is that babies have no memory uh so you gotta really right. remind them over and over again of what they're watching uh when they get home <laughs> from school but then double-edged sword if they don't know what's going on it's also fine as they have no memory exactly pretty colors <laughs> The only one who's going to catch on are adults watching. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a tangent, but this really rubbed me the wrong way. I found out two people I knew in college uh, who had no interest in anime or any kind of weeaboo lifestyle are now writing for Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh, what? They're okay. writing new episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh. They have, like, my dream job. What the fuck? And they don't even like the show. They're just taking the paycheck, which is low because it's anime. But still, ugh. I would, oh my god, I my dream was to be, like, a ricer on, like, Beyblade when I was a teenager. And I feel like I still have that dream now. I would give up a lot to be, like, a ricer, like, a low-paid ricer <laughs> on, like, a Shonen series. We need something they say when they spin the top. How about, spin the top? <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I'm just very fascinated. How did they land the job being writers feet like... I don't know, Hussein. (laughs) It's keeping me up at nights. I feel like I could not have been more uh, expressive with how badly I want a job like writing for Yu-Gi-Oh! And instead I'm here explaining (laughs) Moonstones to two idiots. (laughs) This is fascinating, but how the fuck do they write the... They get to to write the copy for Pot of Greed. Which allows you to draw two more cards. <laughs> Alex, this is not the energy that I would expect from the new Moon Guardian, all right? So, I'm sorry, that's the old me. That's, that's Gaia, yeah. Alex. We're leaving him in 2020. Do you think that, do you think that your Moonstone can be like a Millennium, like a millennium uh, item? And like, if you kind of charge it enough, um, that you will also kind of gain like wacky hair and like a deeper voice and grow a few inches? I am kind of hoping that is true because I think that's kind of what's holding me back as a podcaster. <laughs> Height, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Height, depth. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z episode seventy-one is one of the more thrilling episodes. I was th- I was both thrilled and chilled. Yeah. Um. um when so Yuki, yeah, that was like my initial take. When Yuki becomes bigger, does he actually like know any more stuff, or is he just? It's all aesthetic. I think it's like kind of all aesthetic, but like, so here's what I just don't understand. And this is where this show now becomes a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Um, so like, from what I understand, uh, when he like, when the Millennium Puzzle is unlocked, he becomes like the Pharaoh, right? But like the Pharaoh, what was really weird was like, when it first started, it's like, oh, the Pharaoh looks exactly like Yu-Gi except like four inches taller. Like that's a weird coincidence. Um, but it turns out that actually it's the Pharaoh's spirit. Right. So like the spirit makes him grow a few inches and gives him a deeper voice and like makes him look much more like 
um a very like uh like a, a very sexy bisexual man the, uh, so the, the spirit of the pharaoh is like when you take a, a shot at a, like a divey bar and they're like this will put some hair on your chest yeah basically basically that and then like at some point there's like a series where they go to egypt where like the pharaoh is basically looks like yugi but is kind of has brown skin because obviously he has to be egyptian but he still has like the wacky like anime hair mm. um and it's never quite confirmed like whether whether like what the actual relationship is or whether like yugi just grows a few inches and like is spending most of his time in his head talking to like the pharaoh um well you'd think i would be insecure airing my lack of Yu-Gi-Oh knowledge on the show now complaining that i don't have a job on Yu-Gi-Oh, except that i know both of these motherfuckers also don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> and that's why i'm so mad about it that's why that's why we have incoherent storylines because the people who like are writing for the show are not invested in the law they're paid in lays chips that's right <laughs> that's how i want to be paid <laughs> I'm, the more this episode goes on, the more I'm convinced you are a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want a job where I could write Yu-Gi-Oh in my shiny nest of copper piping and just live on, live on like potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> and protect my eggs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of like my, that was my initial thought when I was like, when I first got into the episode, but I just appreciate how much they explained to you as if you did, as if like to me and my actual bird brain, like, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> Hussein watching alone, uh, cawing at the screen, nodding to himself. Cell <laughs> <laughs> is out there. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. So if I have to catch you up on this as, uh, as your last, uh, entry onto the show is not going to help you at all. The new bad guy on the show is Cell, and he is a nasty bug, but he is also an android, and we fear him, and if he right. sucks up the other two androids, he will become perfect, which obviously, right. yeah. knowing no other information, we do not want to happen. Yeah, so that's Android 17 and Android 21? Android 18. 18. Android 18, okay. And they're, like, they, they're kind of like um, Cruel Intentions-style teens. Right, okay. If Cell gets him, he's going to go from a bug to, I mean, spoilers, this is part of the show, but he becomes like a proper English gentleman. That's what happens. And that's the perfect man. Yeah, that's what happens. All <laughs> yeah. the, I mean, all the English, like, all the English, like, um, uh, elites are all just like bugs in human form anyway. So it's kind of like, it's kind of <laughs> like the reverse, <laughs> the reverse Kafka. Yes, yes, yes. And then he, he develops Anglo traits. Yeah, that's like right. Like the desire to scrap for copper piping. That's right. That's right. He, like, uh, yeah, doing, doing nonsense and scrapping for copper piping. Those are the two things that you need to do if you're, uh, if you're, in, if you're an Englishman. Goku, I see you have plenty of infrastructure outside your house. <laughs> I think I'm peeking myself a lot, but I don't think it sounds too bad. We'll have to see. This whole setup, this fucking mom house setup is no good for me. <laughs> It'll be a nightmare for me tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me get my notes up. So, yeah, um, the reason it's kind of more confusing than a random episode of Dragon Ball is this whole arc has a lot of time travel in it. Right, okay. And so it's unclear how old some of the characters are. For example, Trunks who looks like Ed Edward Furlong from Terminator 2. Yeah. He really does. Holy shit. <laughs> um, he, and this somehow came out before Terminator 2, because I, I was originally accusing them of just biting Terminator 2, but that's not the case. Um, he is from the future and is actually a baby in the present. 
that the show right. takes place in. So okay. there's a lot of stuff like that going on. Last episode, Piccolo, who had uh, recently gotten very powerful, confronted Zell and said, I would like to kill you with my beams. Cell used his sneaky moves to get away then. And so this whole episode is them kind of trying to find Cell and stop his sneaky business. And to get more powerful in that time, Cell is doing his trademark move where he takes his nasty tail because he's a big bug. Right. And he jabs it into people's chests and sucks them out of it um like a like a like a form of goop into his tail and then their clothes fall on the ground and it looks like the rapture ah that's not very kind but at the end of last step well that's how you know he's bad mm. because he has a t- it's so gross if he has a tail and he does tail would have pointed that out to him uh i feel like the whole uh, the whole arc of conflict could have been avoided it's like hey not cool bad bad <laughs> cell um, and yeah, if you weren't already sold by the fact that he has a bug voice, he also liquefies people and sucks them into his ass. So that is no good. He sucks off a full football team at the end of last episode. So with the Denver Broncos finally destroyed, uh, he is moving on throughout the cities. Uh, now that Elway's out of the way, I can have my true villainy. <laughs> and now I will be MVP. Uh, Take so that, Aaron Rodgers. oh what's her name shailene woodley is mine so the first scene of this is piccolo explaining the show again to his friends and he's like cell is bad we should probably if we can stop him with fighting uh, they all nod, and Krillin and Trunks and Tien, who are all in this field with Piccolo, um, say some obvious shit, because this is a show for babies and human <laughs> birds. <laughs> Vegeta showed up at the end of last episode, and he's in a very insecure mood, because he was... Um, he he was he was not the most powerful man right. in an episode. Yeah, I see. Well... That's- a, a woman broke his arm, which is one of the most emasculating things that can happen Suck. to you as a man. Yeah, that sucks to be him. Cucked. Yeah. He has to hold that L. <laughs> and uh, so every, they're all talking about how dangerous Cell is and how they can't let him absorb the androids. And then he pipes up from out of nowhere and is like, I think we should let them absorb the androids. Because <laughs> he's fucking acting out for company. <laughs> mm. And he cannot keep it together. Yeah, he's just seeking attention. I mean, he wears a shirt that says bad man, you know? He's not going to make good decisions. Projecting. (laughs) Just always, always acting out. Uh, The one line I wrote down from him here is he says, Let's see how perfect he is when I scrape him from my boot heels! And it's like, Jesus. We were having a productive conversation (laughs) until you added anything. (laughs) Uh, so Vegeta actually, he does um, a little bit of entrepreneurial work. He uh, does some big brain stuff. He throws out the idea that even though he cannot defeat any of these androids as a Super Saiyan, he will have to go to a level beyond Super Saiyan. Is that a thing that's possible? Discuss. I mean, I assume so on the basis that like people have told me that there is a level above, there are levels above Super Saiyans. Well, I mean, if you didn't know that, though, I mean, could it even be possible? All the characters together are just yes. like, I never even considered it. Going, going, <laughs> beyond, going beyond Super Saiyan is just becoming a plant-based Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
is funny because there's two elements to it, which is one, the characters being like, I can't think of anything more powerful than a Super Saiyan. And then from an audience perspective, being like, didn't you just introduce this thing and you're throwing it away already? That was pretty fast. <laughs> um, so they they kind of can't believe even the idea. They decide to table it for now. Krillin wants to weasel out of the situation by blowing up present Cell. Who, so like Cell... Oh boy, uh, it is a bug that is grown in a lab by the evil Dr. Giro. Yeah. In the future, he haps, he hatches into the big bug that we know now, and that one went back in time, and that's the one they're fighting. So they have to kill him in the present just to be safe. Right. Okay. I was wondering what the weird, like, sort of embryo thing was, and whether it was sort of this, like, you know, a coded kind of anti-abortion thing. I think, if anything, it was pro-abortion. Yeah, yeah, or like... Because they have to get rid of it. Yeah, or like pro-abortion, but on the basis that, like, it's cool when dudes do it because it's in, like, a lab. Dragon Ball... Yeah, it, I mean, this conversation leads us to a very dudes rock moment <laughs> in a second here. I'm very excited to get to. I just was, like, I was just thinking about... I've written this down just, like, as a bit. I was just thinking about, like, a guy, like, giving his girlfriend at the abortion clinic, like, Dragon Ball Z-style monologues. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take these senzu beans. They'll help you recover from the labial tearing. <laughs> the senzu beans aren't our first plan. You might call them a plan B. What <laughs> <laughs> is like? What is like? Kind of like referring to the termination of of like um, of a thesis is like you know destroying your opponent. And I, I mean, I don't know like what other kind of like mon- like what a dra- what a standard Dragon Ball Z monologue would be, but like something along the lines of like crushing him with every spirit of my of every spirit of my being until there's nothing left and it's completely relinquished. It's like imagining a guy doing that at an abortion clinic was very funny. You have to, to do me. the serious Goku voice because that's when whenever the show gets good, is Goku turns on his serious voice and he's like, "I can never forgive you for what you've done to my girl." Yeah, basically something like that. I mean, I'm not very good at voices, so I'm gonna leave you to that, but. <laughs> I'm going to wipe you from the planet like you never forget it existed. <laughs> Just like talking directly into her belly. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're wondering like, okay, so they, they have a plan to go blow up this lab. That does sound fun. What about the bug sneaking city to city, sucking everyone into its tail? They decide, and I quote, Let's all watch TV. Because <laughs> if it happens, it'll show up on TV. That's right. That's right. I think that's a really real world solution to like, if you had to catch this guy, I'd be like, F- I don't know how we're going to do it. <laughs> I mean, historically, uh, it's what I just done like, with serial yeah. killers in the past. I like this idea of just like this very futuristic like anime world where like there's so much like fascinating technology, but they're still kind of reliant on old TVs to like figure out what to do next. Okay, so now we're at this great transition moment. Everybody flies away. Trunks talks some more about how he never even thought to look beyond Super Saiyan because it never came up. (laughs) And it's really stirring some ideas for him. Um, We cut to Piccolo, who gets to another city to find all of the naked clothes from the fucking Denver Broncos from last episode. And he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Not my favorite ballers. And so he keeps looking, and we cut back to Trunks and Krillin, and this is the bulk of the episode. Trunks and Krillin show up at the destroyed lab from a few episodes ago. Um, Cell comes out of here, or I guess Cell came from a time machine. Android 17 and 18 came out of here and blew the place up. And 
uh, supposedly underneath there's a secret sub basement. <laughs> but look, so this entire lair is in a mountain already. And if that was not enough, there is another secreter lab underneath the ground like uh, uh, that's totally undestroyed. So they show up and they have no idea how to find it. And uh, another relatable moment, they just start blasting. <laughs> They start blasting their way out. It's like when you got to clean your room and you have no idea where to start. And you just start like throwing stuff in the piles. Yeah. It's very, it was a very like when the when the blasting happened. It was a very dudes rock moment. It was just yeah, like just no. guys doing guy shit, not worrying about anything else. Well, because this is the thing that should come up more often in this show. If you could blast things, you would be doing it nonstop. <laughs> It would be the coolest to blast things. Yeah. It's literally carried the entire IP for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're both blasting. They're like one hand's doing it, too, and like chuckling to each other. And uh, after one of these cunning blasts, they see a ladder into a hole. And they're like, that's probably it. <laughs> right? Statistically, it's got to be it. So they hop down the hole. And... Uh, there's another lab door, so you know it's a lab. And the way they draw trunks in this is like big head mode and golden eye. And that's something I have to tell you, the listener, as a recap podcaster. <laughs> so uh, they go in there, and there's a nasty computer with a nasty bug inside. What did you guys think? <laughs> of the... Were you for it's... or against this bad computer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that he has a second secret lab because, you know, you have your main lab where you do your science. And then if, I mean, he's he's doing grooming in that lab. So you're going to want to put that below your main lab. Yeah, he was just taking, Absolutely. he just took some inspiration from uh, Joseph Fritzl about like the importance of having very well fortified basements um, to do to do your real grooming in. And mm -hmm. yeah, like good for him. Well, you need a lab that you don't take the misses to, you know? <laughs> a lab just for you. Yeah. To do bug shit. <laughs> a lab just for your side chick. <laughs> Dr. Giroux with a side chick is the funniest thing to me. I, uh, he's gone now. Dr. Giroux was a character uh, who was like an old man with an exposed right. brain. Right. <laughs> And I would love to see his pickup game. Was that, because, was that because his brain was so big or because something happened to his head? He made himself an android. Something about becoming an android necessitates you have an exposed brain. I see. I see. Well, they don't get into it. Un until until you get to 17 and 18. And, <laughs> and then they're like, we found out brain inside Wait, was uh, actually the way to go. It turns out you don't have to do that if you make your androids hot teens. Yeah, they're like, so, so they're like the Apple, they're like the Apple version of androids, where it's just like, you know, uh, we won't change anything like internally. We'll just add some like cool new uh, 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 casing. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a cool new casing. Having an exposed brain makes it easier for your brain to absorb the moonlight energies, <laughs> which can have healing properties, That's so you're right. going to want to do that. Conversely, yeah. you're also going to want to keep it away from direct sunlight because the glass <laughs> will really do some heat damage. <laughs> right, there's no fan in the brain tank yeah. from what I can see, and they let you look right at it. <laughs> Um, so Krillin wants to trash the place right away, but Trunks is like, no, I have to look at these papers on the desk and shuffle them around and go, of course, because that's what you do in a lab. So he looks at blueprints and he's like, these are very important blueprints. 
you could do a lot of science with these. That's right. And Krillin's like, is there, are those cells? And they're like, no, you idiot. They're 17 and 18's blueprints, and they're on a big, thick lab parchment that those of us who aren't in the sciences are very jealous of. <laughs> and so he decides he's going to bring those to Bulma, his mother, and she's going to do science with them. I do not remember what she does with these. Oh, she creates the remote that will detonate the androids. She makes another remote? Yeah. Because there's that whole well, moment. Well, don't you remember Krillin... Dragon Ball Z pretty well? There's that whole moment <laughs> later on, spoilers, but where Krillin has the remote and he's right in front of 18 and he's oh, like. Oh, but he can't do it because she's I too hot. I should press it, but oh, boners. And then oh, he drops it and destroys it. So hot. Yeah. Um. Wow. You have a great memory for Dragon Ball. <laughs> Never start a competing podcast against me. <laughs> I'll ice you out. <laughs> Let's see. So now that we've done like the mandatory lab stuff, you do get to go into uh, the area we all wanted to be in, which is blowing up a lab by shooting more beams. Uh, so, boom, boys shooting beams. Again, this is what the show should be. This is great stuff. Guys, yeah, guys go, guys throwing beans at I each mean, other and doing kind a bean of, show. It's kind of what the show is, is it not? <laughs> Just well, it's not beaming? a bunch of the time. It's not. That's fair. And it should be more often. It should be doing beam shit with the lads and uh, saying cool stuff like, damn machine, I won't let you destroy another future <laughs> and stuff like that. And he keeps saying never again, which feels like, I'm not sure if it directly translates in Japanese, but it's like, were they going for holocaust imagery is it maybe he says it never again a lot <laughs> not just this episode but it is his catchphrase and he does come from a destroyed future and it's like i'm not sure i would have said it just like that but also i get it yeah see now what see what they needed was like better writers so for example uh your friends who write 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 for you here if they could they could have avoided no, they that would never they, they, they would needed. never be able to write such an eloquent script <laughs> as dragon ball z kai episode 71 what they need are some writers that have no idea about the property or anything surrounding it. <laughs> they could never do it uh yeah so they're all blowing up these machines and yelling at them and uh krillin <laughs> So they've blown up the full lab and the original cell, which is like the size of a caterpillar, which I thought was kind of cute. And um, they're outside the lab and Krillin shoots one more beam into the hole and goes, one more for good measure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wish it was me so bad. <laughs> but alas. Um, so now they split up to do some plot stuff. Trunks is going to convince his dad that they're going to train together as father and son and start a band. <laughs> and that's what male excellence is. Yeah. And um, Krillin is going to bring papers to Bulma in the lab because science, listen to science, Joe Biden. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's two, there's two lines, there's science and there's guy shit. That's a, those are kind of the two paths. Mm. And the show explores both of them at length. We're going to get some great training sequences soon. I'm very excited for that. Mm. Uh, we get this great cutaway scene again. Cell is... Uh, he's sucking people into his nasty hole, I wrote. <laughs> and then Tien and Piccolo get there, and they just like do a lot of self-crit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they say, we, we were not fast enough to catch him before he feeds. Which is just something like noticing, like how you can improve. 
Right. <laughs> you know, it's important and, to it's important to analyze your L's. Yeah, and Cell can hear them for this whole time. It is like enjoying himself on a balcony and uh laughs at them and says a funny line. I don't remember what it was, but it's like <laughs> Ah, you'll never catch me because I'm on a balcony. You know, something like that. You know, it's just he's it's just vibes. This episode yeah. is a lot of vibes. Cell is up, the boys are down. <laughs> so Bulma finally gets these plans. She's thrilled about them. She's going over them with her dad. Everyone is bonding with her dad. Big episode yeah. for dads. Mm-hmm. Um Cell then sucks the couple from American Gothic into his tail. <laughs> <laughs> And you see their empty house, and it's kind of sad. And he sucked a whole city dry, except for this one woman running away from him. And she's running away, and she's holding a baby in her arms. Yeah. He's like a five-year-old or something. Mm. And then trips and falls, and I don't know if they meant it to be to look like this, but she falls directly onto the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, thinking, yeah. Like, my thinking was, like, the iron bar that she trips over was so kind of, like, obviously barren. Like, she definitely looks at it. Or at least it appears that she's looking at it. So she trips over this massive iron bar that she was completely aware of holding a child. It looks like she power bombs her son. (laughs) (laughs) To me, this is how it looked. Yeah. This is this is maybe this is like the message of the story, which is that like father father son relationships are the only valuable parent parent child relationship that's allowed to be had. And like um, uh, mothers suck. The chaotic feminine will not save you That's from right. the bug man. That's right. <laughs> I do feel like it is a general theme of this show that uh, mothers just get in the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Cell, by the way, uh, is flawless this episode. He's just doing Terminator shit. Like, mm-hmm. he's walking slowly through stuff, and it's bending, and he's got his nasty bug feet, and every time yeah. they land, it's like, shookish, kookish, kookish, kookish. And, uh... Then he eventually flies to go catch them because he would like to suck this mom and son up because there's nothing better. Krillin saves them just in time. Yeah. Our old pal Krillin, who generally we we mostly say cruel things about and uh, hold with scorn. I like the bit when, like, Cell did the evil speech and Krillin was too distracted by the hot mom and her kid and her, like, newly crushed kid, but he wasn't, like, paying attention. His loneliness is crushing in this arc. <laughs> It is out of control. <laughs> They're really setting up him pairing off with 18 later because he is yeah. just any woman is just like See, I didn't, stop I didn't, the show. I didn't know it was like a loneliness thing. I just thought that he had like a very good milf detector. Yeah, he has really high T. It's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> He's a classical man's man. Um so Cell is now attaching him, and Cell's like, "Oh, good, a, a, a little snack," and he's you know excited, and uh, he's he's like tail tail stabbing, tail stab, tail stab, tail stab. Krillin's dodging the tails, and then uh, he says, "I know how to get out of this one. I'll use my boyish cunning. That's my value in the show." And he does the solar flare, like Cell did last episode, which creates a it's like a flashbang mm. that you make with your head. And they made sure to tell the listener it's very easy to do. Anyone can do it. Yeah. What's so that you're is... less impressed when Krillin does it. Oh, I see. So it's, it's not so that they can try to do it themselves at home. I mean, I I remember as a child trying all of these moves just <laughs> once, mm-hmm. just in the off chance it panned out, because I'd be like, it'd be stupid if I could do it. <laughs> I didn't give it a go, but... Uh... I mean, well, try. I mean, you just tried the one time. That's why you didn't succeed. That's You're not going to get that. The you got to practice. Well, you need you need training is the yeah. thing. You need guidance. I'm not going to stumble onto the solar flare, David. It's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste my time. 
All right. Well, Don't make look. me feel bad about not knowing the solar flare. I'm, just I'm saying, going you know, through a maybe, lot. I'm 30 now. I have yeah. a moonstone. Maybe you could have gotten it if you had given it like two or three shots, you know, but, you know, just one failure. Like, you know, it's that level of persistence is going to, you know, really bring about your end as moon guardian. <laughs> we simply can't even entertain the thought because of how mad it makes me. But, um,. Krillin does a pretty cool move, and I don't give him credit a lot of the time. He does a solar flare. Cell is blinded. And while he's doing that, important detail, this woman who's escaped owns a biplane. (laughs) 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 Luckily, it's right nearby, so she's like, good, my plane is here. And then, like, Banjo-Kazooie-style hops in a plane. When when a giant monster is sucking people out of existence, it's important to know how to fly a plane. You, yeah, get to your personal wanna... airport yeah. as soon as you can. And like one of those one of those like planes that doesn't actually fly that high or that fast, and like takes a very long time to actually get up in the air. Yeah, it's like it, it's a very ominous colonial era airplane. Yes, this yeah. woman has. <laughs> this is Elon Musk's mother is escaping <laughs> cell and uh, Krillin has like he like does like a pull-up onto one of the bars and then whisks away with the plane yeah and then you're watching it and it looks cool but then you're thinking like he flies faster than the plane wouldn't it have been better to just fly yeah. away i have the i have some notes here which was just like this show does not know how planes work and maybe that was like me overthinking considering it is fucking dragon ball z uh, or dragon ball z kai no that's um, not it <laughs> um but like it does not know how planes work to the point where even when um krillin gets smashed through the plane um and you know and this plane should really be like tumbling down if it's in normal air it still stays up and it still stays pretty balanced they just don't make them like they used to that's right because am i wrong was this not a jet did this have propellers yeah it was a propeller it was like a colonial propeller plane because <laughs> i mean that I, I i'm willing to believe the propeller plane will stay stay in the air <laughs> right yeah and it's and it, yeah and especially when like piccolo and like the other guy like shows up on it as well yeah, to just very quickly brush over this, because I know I'm really dragging today. The, the, it's Krillin's fucking hiding on the plane. Cell appears on the plane. It's a lot like that Twilight Zone episode with the gremlin on the wing, but it's Cell, and uh, he's going to do karate to you. And so he... Uh, Krillin gets a good move in where he, like, tackles him, but then he's kicked headfirst through a steel wall in the plane, and his head is hanging <laughs> out the other side. And it's pretty funny. It's kind of like a real highlight for me. And... He, uh, Cell is so amused by it that he's like kind of trying some lines on him before he sucks <laughs> him up with the tail. But it, he actually was wasting time, and Piccolo shows up. So he uh, and I, I, I wrote this down. He finger wags like no, 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 and then hops <laughs> away because <laughs> he's got to stay away from Piccolo. Yeah, this guy. I mean, he's tough to catch. You got to give him that. Yeah, he's tough to catch, and he's and he's very sassy and he's got like i i I definitely think that cell cell like cell feels like a bi icon yeah that's what i'm saying is he kind of seems like he's out here for representation and that (laughs) he's like the baba duke of karate (laughs) yeah so uh piccolo shows up and cell gets away we all love cell cell is the best character in the show go cell um we get a scene now where the androids 17 18 and 20 or 16, 17, yeah. 18. 16, 17, 18. Ugh, egg on my face. Uh, 16, 17, and 18. Never start another show, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive you out of New York. Uh, <laughs> You've watched one of these every week for the last... Like, Stay out of my lane, <laughs> David. year. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> 
these androids show, Alex, are is in a point. van. Excuse me, they're in a van and they're driving to Goku's house. But because Goku lives in the woods, there are no roads. So they're just driving like a shitty Volkswagen down a mountain. Yeah. And it is not going well. So Android 18 puts her hand out the window and blows up nature for the next 100 miles and they drive in the crater. Another, another dude's rock moment. And that way dudes do rock. And sometimes ladies can be dudes. And this is something I've always said. <laughs> I think Aerosmith uh, said that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, another great Boston band, Aerosmith. <laughs> Today's support for the show comes from Aerosmith. <laughs> do you need love in an elevator? <laughs> yeah, so the announcer comes on. He goes, three days of terror later. <laughs> stuff has been happening don't worry about it and uh the the gang is all hanging out at kame house and they're watching tv like they said they were gonna do and then go look at that they're doing it um and they they say out loud oh okay we finally have a plan to catch cell and then they all get in in a jumbo jet together new part of the show they have a jet like you can fly around it's like a van side they have like an x-wing style jet where that everyone hangs out all the time mm. I don't really understand what their plan is. Their plan is, like, use a jet to sneak up on Cell. Yeah, because they, uh, you know, when they fly, they expose their power levels. And if you're in a, you know, if you're in a, a, a mechanical flying machine, a la, you know, Da Vinci, uh, you, that's not going to reveal your power level at all. Right, and that was Leonardo da Vinci's grand scheme. <laughs> he was often, Leonardo da Vinci was often trying to hide his power level from bug monsters that were sucking people into oblivion. <laughs> I surprise you, monster. History books won't teach you that. I show up that. on my wing bike. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, So, yeah, that's their new plan. Let's see if it works out later. Meanwhile, Chi-Chi at the house, they've all gone. And she thinks she hears an earthquake or something. She's like, something fell on the house. Everything's shaking. I don't know what's going on. She goes to check on her comatose husband, who's been having a heart attack for months <laughs> or however long it's been. And uh, she goes to check up on him. His cot is empty. She looks outside the window. The shaking sensation was him fighting the ocean. Yes. Goku is outside and he is just blasting. Yeah, I, w- I I made some notes which was like when he was doing his sort of when he was doing his speech about also wanting to like go beyond Super Saiyan, he was just sort of saying it at the ocean and I my thinking was just like what what what's your problem with it? It's done nothing to you. Has it done nothing to you? I'm not sure. It hasn't done anything to him and he's just relentlessly like this. <laughs> he's just <laughs> aggressive mm. and and uh like the thing he says to chi chi so chi chi comes over and she's like my husband is out of a coma hooray and then he gives this like half ass shit apology that's like sorry about the big scare there cheech <laughs> i had to go fight the ocean haha and um this is a man who purposely did not take heart medication because he did not feel any effects <laughs> do you know how stupid that is i mean like now in 2020 the year of our lord <laughs> <laughs> millions of lives lost to the coronavirus and you say stuff like that 
he celebrates by he's doing like a playful throw your wife in the air thing but he is goku so he accidentally throws her a thousand feet in the air <laughs> I thought that it was, did make me laugh i a did think bit. it was funny that like instead of being like oh my bad and then like flying up so she lands like softly and gracefully in his arms <laughs> he, he just like waits for her to fall he waits it out <laughs> he eyeballs it <laughs> <laughs> just like like your wife is like a lazy pop fly to the outfield <laughs> Oh, and my woman's back. Okay. Um, yeah, so then, as Hussein was saying, he starts ranting to himself about how he too... <laughs> oh, wait. No, wait. This is a classic thing the show keeps doing, where a character will wake up from a coma and go, I know what's been happening in yeah. Dragon Ball Z, because yeah, I've been listening. <laughs> yeah, I was just sort of kind of thinking to myself, oh, that's really sad, but like he didn't have any like lucid or fun dreams while he was in a coma, but he was like this presence of the whole thing. Yeah, his his eyes were on the ball while he was fighting for his life. <laughs> and so he is going to do like Vegeta and train to find a level beyond Super Saiyan. But then we get a great quote from the announcer. Goku is back and ready for action. But if the sea is red, <laughs> then what about that? <laughs> and it shows the red ocean. I explained that poorly, but that is how the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of this episode. A real dude's rock time. Uh, very fun stuff. Out of seven Dragon Balls, what do we give it? David, as a guest host of the day, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, you know, hey, this is uh, obviously a chess moving, uh, chess piece moving episode, putting a lot of, of pieces in place for the uh, the upcoming, you know, conflicts to come. Uh, in that sense, you know, it could have been way more boring than it was. I'll give it a nice uh, four out of seven Dragon Balls. David, I love that from you. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I am at, on vacation. <laughs> Don't make me do the thing. Hussein, out of seven Dragon Balls. So as, someone, so as someone who was like, didn't know much of the backstory and kind of was just like piecing things together, I would give this like a solid like five, maybe even a six, but we'll stick to five, I think. Um, I just thought there were some really fun moments. I thought Cell was very funny. And, like, I like his kind of, like, I know he's a bug, but I like the kind of beak that he talks from. It reminds me a lot of, like, my affinity with being, like, a human bird. Um, <laughs> I And isn't there just something so funny about a guy who looks and comes across as a bird bug, but insists <laughs> he is a robot the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> he can be, like, Cell can be whatever Cell wants to be. That's That's my taking. And I thought like there was just a lot of dudes rock moments that I really appreciated. And yeah, like I think that like ultimately an episode that ends with I'm going to become stronger is inspirational. I think that's kind of, you know, very touching, uh, touching uh, message to end on. That's what a lot of us need to hear right now. Yeah. Yeah. It was like very kind of like very much needed for my for like my kind of like life journey. So yeah, like solid five. If we're going to defeat bisexual hero Cell, <laughs> we're going to need to get a lot stronger. That's right. I think five stars is a, probably the correct number. This is such an interesting episode because it's if it doesn't have a big battle, I'm not usually giving out numbers this high. But two things. A, I love Cell. I love hanging out with him and mm -hmm. watching him be a weird, nasty freak. And then B, this there were so many like just good feeling moments in this yeah. blowing up a lab with the homies that's great <laughs> fighting the ocean why yeah like two of my a plane yeah. fight yeah like science has become too woke and it has to be destroyed and oceans just like take up too much space and they also have to be like you know questioned and are put in their place i think so i appreciate both those things as well 
Uh, well, well, they don't tell you is that Goku was blasting the acid out of the ocean, so he was actually <laughs> making it a safer environment for the inhabitants. Uh, that's great to hear, because it looked like he was just uh, shooting the waves. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great to hear. Um, a pretty solid episode. I think we all enjoyed it. Uh, really quick, let's do a dragon mail, do plugs, and get the hell out of here. Play the jingle. It's time for dragon this week's email comes from alex worldwide keller the wrestling phenomenon always a pleasure to hear from keller yeah he uh he sent us an we got a bunch of these because i complained about how no one sent us an email last week and then people sent me like emails with nothing in them yeah (laughs) As if be like, look, technically this is an email. Uh, here's one of them. So Alex says, "I'm." there's a lot of text. I'm going to read most of it, but there's a lot going on. What's up, ballers? Hello. It's your boy, B-O-I, emphasis on by, happy pride, Alex, worldwide, Keller. I'm up early waiting for my goddamn landlord to come and fix my shower. I'm dazed from a proper shower, which is nasty, while getting in the swing of my revolutionary home fitness system, worldwide workouts, <laughs> which is stupid. I should probably rejoin a gym because COVID, COVID is over. Oh, he said COVID is Ovid. I have to read these. <laughs> I have to read these out loud. Do you see what this does to me? Anywho, we wanted to share a few thoughts. Uh, One, I don't see There Will Be Blood as an anime besides the title, maybe. You know what American film is? 100% an anime. Oliver Stone's 1999 classic Any Given Sunday. I'm not going to elaborate, but it makes perfect sense when you think about it. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. There Will Be Blood is in the tank the episode is coming out this thursday for bonus listeners if you want to hear if there will be blood is an anime or not the official designation you'll have to support the show five dollars a month on patreon.com slash bos pod number two speaking of dumbass big movies from the o's that could maybe be an anime i watched the aviator the other night and yeah does anyone buy leonardo dicaprio as an adult man so yeah anything with leo is an anime i guess what do you think howard hughes twitter would be like probably pretty racist this is kind of a meandering email and there's no questions in it but i I do appreciate getting feedback from fans so we do have to read it uh last note here uh i'm looking for a roommate in cleveland (laughs) so if you're a mellow maniac seeking a room for 270 to 300 a month get at me at the tower skin on twitter or i guess this email address it's fucking early but the shower is fixed and the landlord is gone so i'm gonna go paint a very functional bowl that someone should pay rent to use and then it says worldwide keller you hear, heard it here first. If you want to be Alex Worldwide Keller's roommate, email Ballin' Out Super. <laughs> no, do not email Ballin' Out Super. DM Alex directly and he will put you in touch. I do not live in Cleveland. It's very cheap for a room, though. That sounds pretty good. Uh, it also, there is a note at the end. I just think I have to say this. Uh, if this seems too self-promoting or ad-leading, I'll send you $20. So all that's stopping me from getting $20 from this email is sending Alex a Venmo request. <laughs> I, I have the power to do it. <laughs> all right, Alex, thank you for writing in. Let's do plugs. 
Uh, Hussein, where can our listeners find you and, and follow your work? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HKazvani. You can follow uh, us on Trash Future on at Trash Future Pod. Um, and you can follow my other podcast, which is called 10,000 Posts. It's all about posting. Alex was on there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, at 10K Post Pod. I think about your episode all the time. Yeah, we should do it. We did Donald Trump's Twitter, the best of. So it's such a hallmark for Yeah, me. and like the Smokey the Bear thing is something that I'm very... We should do like another episode soon because um, I'm very sad that his blog is now like gone because no one was reading it. Yeah. That is sad. We really failed him <laughs> as an American culture. <laughs> well, Donald Trump, if you're listening, I will read your blog. <laughs> As, as not what your country could do for you, ask what you could do for my blog. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag stop the steal. David, where can our listeners find you? Um, find me on Twitter, at David Citric. If you are in the New York area and have a bar with a side area that you want to have a stand-up show in, DM me. <laughs> if that works out from this podcast, I will fucking... I will I will shoot myself. Hey, I, that's I'm how just, confident I'm, I am. It will I'm, not happen. I'm just putting, you know, yeah, it's I'm doing the secret. I'm 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 speaking my truth into the world and hoping it comes back to me. All right. I'm whispering into my stone for David. Let David find a place for his show. <laughs> Let him create a weekly stand-up comedy show. Uh, I just miss it and I hate asking other people for stage time. <laughs> oh yeah it's also yeah if you run run a show in new york book me (laughs) yeah book david that's my plug as well you can follow me on twitter at patak test kitchen theater of delights is recorded it is not out yet i went to my mom's house i'm sorry but it is almost there (laughs) stay on the edge of your seat coming out soon okay so look out for that and uh katie will be back soon and that's uh, that's it that's the end of the podcast that's it for this week join us next week super one host